Welcome to Baseball Biz on Deck. I'm Mark Carpenter, your host, and man, I gotta tell you, All Star Week never ever fails to deliver. There was a lot going on, and some of what I'm going to talk about today comes from a Rays perspective, but not all of it. And there's a lot of different things that happen. And one of the first ones I'm going to talk about is that there was the draft going on. <laughs> uh, did, did you think maybe there would be some interesting moments? Well, there was one that you practically could have been guaranteed on. And that was the reception that Rob Manfred would receive from the fans as he announced each draft pick at the event. Here it goes. With the 28th pick of the 2023 MLB draft, the Houston Astros select Bryce Matthews, a shortstop from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. This concludes the first round of the 2023 draft. The draft will resume in five minutes, announced by MLB Senior Vice President of On-Field Operations, Raul Abanez. So you heard that, and you had to ask yourself a question. (laughs) Uh, As Rob Manfred is announcing the draft pick for the Houston Astros, uh, all those boos in the background, are, are they for Rob? Are they for the Astros? Well, I got to tell you, I didn't have the whole uh, draft pick on here today, but I can tell you it wasn't just when the Astros pick was announced. Rob Manfred, every time he came up to the podium that day, he was booed, 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 all the way until usually when the draft pick themselves were mentioned and then it would fade for a moment. Now, what I found also interesting in this particular piece, kept his composure But this is also happening at a time when he's letting folks know that he wants to continue to be the Major League Baseball Commissioner. Let's take a look at an interview he recently had with The Athletic. Evan Drellich is the author of this particular article, and he notes that Manfred's current five-year contracts will be running out as of January 25th, 2025. But there's like a nine-month period from the time that supposedly there's agreement and pen to paper before it can all come together. Okay, let's kind of get an idea of what is at work now. Why is the commissioner stating that he wants to continue to be commissioner? Well, looking at Evan Drellich's um, article here, he notes that you know Manfred right now is on a five-year deal and it expires January 25th, 2025. So, you know, it seems like he'd still have some legroom about getting support for him through another uh, addition, I should say, another period of time. But, but if we take a look at it, what Mr. Jellish continues to say, for a commissioner seeking re-election, the sports constitution calls for a period where a majority vote is enough to cement another term. That window starts eight. 18 months before a commissioner's current contract expires and runs until nine months remain on the deal. So you can see why this is a bit timely for Rob Manfred. And continuing the article, Evan Drellich says, starting in two weeks, then Manfred will be in the window where he could be brought back by a majority vote. When he's talking, a couple of things. Manfred says, I have what I regard to be the best job in the world. My current thinking is I'd like it 
to continue to do it. Okay, end quote there. Later, he says, in terms of process, I think the Constitution's pretty clear as to timing. That 18-month window's a big deal. Yeah, you're right, it's a big deal. I mean, there's some, there's some folks that are still there as owners who did not vote for you even you know, way back in the wind. So would they like to see you go? I don't know. Fans, it's a good thing fans don't have a vote because Rob would certainly be gone. But before we continue to tear down on Rob Manford, I think we need to kind of give a little kudos and tip of the hat to what's happened this year with uh, with baseball. One, they got a CBA done here, I guess about a year ago now. But the other thing are the rule changes. I mean, larger bases, pitch clock, uh, some of these different pieces. like, And then also you consider the shift that's gone away with the new rules. Some of these things have sped up the game by as much as a half hour per game. And that's pretty it's pretty exciting actually. That's one it's a bit more getting a bit more of our time back. So kudos to him on that. But there's a lot of other things where he's kind of misstepped. Certainly calling the World Series award a piece of metal was not one of his best moments. And he did retract that. But when when I listen to that, all I can think of is the kind of verbiage that came from some of the owners, or whether it be from Jim Crane with the Astros, whether it be with the, the folk up there, folks up there in the Reds said, where else are you going to go? What are you going to do? Yeah. So that kind of response, whether it be from Manford or some of the owner, other owners, it's not that great. Let's see. Some of the other things that Drellich talks about in the article is what came from the pitch clock. He's, and Manford overall, he says, average attendance through the first half 28,382 is up 8.11% versus last year, 2022. See, ratings for the 29 U.S.-based regional sport networks is up 3%, despite all RSNs, regional sports networks, having lost between 7 and 13% of subscribers year over year. And see, median age of ticket buyers this season is 43 years old which is six years younger than in 2019. And I think you're probably still looking for a younger demographic, but I guess if everybody else was a senior citizen last year, then it's, uh, it's, it's welcomed. Well, 50 years is not uh, 50 years old or 49 years old is not a senior citizen, but you get the gist of it. I think it's reasonable to say that Manford has done a lot, whether it's the ghost walker, the Manford man in the, the 10th inning are the new rules are some remarks he's made or how he handled the Astros situation and allowed players to walk away scot-free who, who actually executed some of this. I, I don't know. Um, I got my criticisms of Manfred and overall I'm not crazy about some of the things he's done. I, I'm just not sure who we would get besides him. There's, there's a couple I can think of. Actually, there's one who really comes top of mind, and that's Mr. Theo Epstein. He did so much with the Cubs. I think he he has a fan's perspective. He has a good business sense, but I think he's also a fan of the game. And that's not to say that Manfred, who considers himself a fan of the game, is not, but Theo seems to have what's best for the game at heart. And he was probably behind some of these changes that have been made recently in Major League Baseball. So 
we'll just keep our ears open and see what comes from that. Now, another thing about the All-Star game itself was the introduction of the reserve players. Somebody got a miscue on this one. Joe Davis is announcing each team and the players that they have that will be attending as reserve players on, on during the game. In this group, as he went down the American League, it was not surprising to hear, as the Astros were mentioned, that the crowd really hit it hard with the boos. From the Houston Astros, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, and Fromber Valdez. Now, if you're thinking too much about all of this, just remember that all three of those gentlemen have been with the Astros since the big scandal broke. We're talking about Jordan Alvarez, Framber Valdez, and Kyle Tucker. Uh, see, one of my notes started in 2018. The two other two were 2019 before they all hit Major League Baseball with the Houston Astros. One thing. That kind of bothered me, though. There was a Houston Astro that got booed who really should not have. This was a man who came in and has made changes and is a change maker and a man of great history who's been respected for years. And that, of course, is... Managing the American League from the 2022 World Champion Houston Astros, Dusty Baker. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right, Dusty. You know, man, <laughs> I think folks need to learn to forgive. And certainly a, a man who wasn't even with the organization when all this garbage was going on, bang, bang. And I think that people need to kind of let some of that go. You know, if you want to look at Altuve and Carlos Correa and any of the other guys we just previously mentioned that may be part of the cheating scandal, that's fine. Go ahead and chew on it. But eh, I don't see giving any kind of negativity, especially to somebody like Dusty. A little forgiveness is probably a good thing. And I had to do a little forgiveness, too, on all these announcements. Because when I heard Joe Davis announcing all of the players, he missed a couple. All that background noise you hear, all that crowd immediately after Joe had announced the Seattle players. And, you know, they needed a great deal of respect and attention, especially since the whole game is being held in their park. So MLB on Fox and Joe Davis have this all set up, I guess, with Major League Baseball announcing each one of the players as they come back out from the reserve group by their team. And they're doing it alphabetically. Well, if you happen to be a Tampa Bay Ray and you're following Seattle, well, you get short shrift. At least Wander Franco and Shane McClanahan did, because their names were never mentioned. <laughs> oh, gosh. So the Seattle Mariners come out, they're high-fived, and then the uh, drones go out and look over the crowd, and everybody's excited, but the Tampa Bay Rays come out, the cameras are not on them. 
<laughs> Gosh. And, and to add to insult to injury, I don't know if this is accurate to call it insult. Uh, the Tampa Bay logo was still up there from where the players came out, but Shane and Wander have since left. And out comes Nate Eovaldi for the Boston Red Sox. Oh, come on. I love Nate. <laughs> and I just I just feel kind of bad for Tampa Bay and just MLB, you can always do a better job. You know what guy I was surprised not to see out there was Josh Naylor from the Cleveland Guardians. Well, let's take a look at Josh's record for 2023. Thus far, his batting average is 306 and on base percentage of 349 and slugging at 492. Last year, he was uh, batting average 256, on base 319, and slugging at 452. So, you know, he's looking pretty good there. And let's see how he do. RBIs this year, 66, 12 home runs. He's cooking. 34 uh, runs and 91 hits. I see where he could have been there. I'm not sure why he wasn't. But, you know, <laughs> you say, well, well, Josh, what are you going to do now that it didn't happen at the All-Star game? What are you going to do? He said, well, maybe I'll play with the Guardians and I'll play with my brother. And in the third inning, we'll both hit a home run. <laughs> well, I don't think he predicted that, but that's exactly what happened. Uh, Josh's younger brother, Bo, he hits a home run. And later in the same inning, Josh Naylor hits one as well. I love baseball. Or as Brett Phillips would say, baseball is fun. A fun moment during All-Star Week was during the Home Run Derby. Randy Rosarina. Everybody loves Randy. Including uh, <laughs> Texas Rangers right fielder, Aldis Garcia. Uh, Rosarina and Garcia are pretty much best friends. They they came up together in the Cardinals system. And you know, obviously they've gone different places, Randy with the Rays and Aldis with the Texas Rangers. But they stay in touch, so much so that Garcia is the godfather of a Rosarina's child. So that's pretty exciting. And while they talk to one another a bit socially, <laughs> They also uh, face off one another as well. And they did that in the home run derby. Um, Randy wound up being, beating Garcia in a, they got all the way up to where he would be in the finals against Vladdy Jr. And Vladdy took that. But that kind of com- camaraderie between those two players is pretty exciting and seeing them like that. But they also, <laughs> they also played in the all star game. And Randy was in left field. Garcia was in right field, and Garrett Cole was on the mound in the first inning. And what happens? People are saying, well, Robert, you know, Acuna should be hitting a home run right here at the beginning of the inning here as the National League takes the bat and Garrett Cole pitches. Well, Acuna did get hold of that ball, and it did look like a home run. And it was running all the way out in right field when Garcia leaped in the air. And caught that. You know, you see the sun shining, reflecting off of those glasses. And you think, my gosh, they must be good. Because who could see that ball in that sun? But he did. And, of course, Garrett Cole had to give kudos. You know, the pitch that he pitched could have very well have been home run. But uh, that was caught. Then, a moment or so later, the next batter, I can't remember which batter it was for uh, the National League. 
and they hit one out to left field where Randy Rosarina is. <laughs> and Randy leaps and catches that one with his regular style. When I think he did the pose immediately after that. So that's just some of the fun me- uh, moments for me during All-Star Week. I'm sure you had several that you enjoyed. Um, we'll just say one more thing that was interesting to me. I was looking at the American League. In the third inning, there were six Texas Rangers on the field. Five of them would have been there each inning, or most innings, but uh, Nate Ovaldi took um, the pitching mound in the second inning. So it was exciting to see that. Also seeing that there were three Cubans that I can immediately think of. Mean well, actually, Randy and Ildis are both from Cuba. Um, and Yadi Diaz. You know, Yadi Diaz hits that first home run. And it's amazing when you think of how many great players come from like Venezuela, Dominican Republic, and Cuba. I've got, I salute them all, and I hope we continue to see great things from all of those players. Let's wrap up the show from a look at a couple of pictures from last night's games when everybody returned from the All-Star Week to start playing on Friday the 14th. And one of the most difficult ones must have been for Michael Kopech with the White Sox. I think he had been on leave for a while, uh, and he ran into trouble on his first time back. He'd been out since June 27th. And last night it was tough, so he's there in the first inning. He loads the bases up with no outs, and he gives a, a grand slam to Matt Olson. It had to be painful for him. Um, but that's that's such a hard way to have to come back. To keep one's confidence up for that. So, Michael, I wish you all the best. I know that was a tough game, and I'm sure you'll you'll be back out there in full form before too long. The other one I want to bring up, too, is Mr. Carbon Burns with the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm. Mr. Burns, what did you do? It was a hot time in the old town tonight in Cincinnati. Carbon Burns was pitching. So in Cincinnati, both teams met there in sweltering heat. And let's see, Carbon with the Milwaukee Brewers. He pitched for six innings, gave up two hits, no earned runs, two walks. Oh, and there's this statistic. In six innings, he pitched 13 strikeouts. Wow. Let's see. Da, 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 da. And then the other pitchers over the next following innings, they put on another five. So in this game with the Brewers against the Reds, there was a total of, you guessed it, 18 strikeouts. But do you know how much? The Brewers won that game against the Cincinnati Reds, no surprise there, with a <laughs> not a not a land blasting hardcore beating. It was a score of one to zip. So the Reds, you know, their pitching did what they could to maintain it. And by comparison, the Reds holding the Milwaukee Brewers only to one run, they had a total of six strikeouts. Yeah, you know, that might be a normal number for some. But when you think about that, and they were going up against the Brewers, and what did I say? How many was that again? Yeah, 18 strikeouts. Huge. Wow. What a way to start the day, first day coming back from the All-Star Week. Well, that's all I got to say on this brief Baseball Biz on Deck. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll get back with you again real soon. 
I'm Mark Harbert, your host on Baseball Biz on Deck. And remember, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, any baseball directory out there, and of course on www.baseballbizondeck.com. So thanks again for listening, and we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Special thanks to X-Take RUX for the music rocking forward. <laughs>